Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of Partner Buzz, uh, the first AWS partner-focused podcast in Australia and Aotearoa, New Zealand. My name is Richard Wilmot, and in addition to being your host today, I'm a senior partner management solutions architect here in Sydney. Partner Buzz is a podcast series for people in both technical and business leadership roles within our AWS partner network community throughout ANZ. And today, I'm joined by senior partner sales manager, Kelly Griffin. Hey, Richard. How are you going? Uh, Super cool to be here. Thank you very much for having me. Awesome. Thanks, Kelly. Great to have you with us. Before we get started on today's topic, Kelly, I'd love to unpack just a little bit more of what exactly is a partner sales manager here in the AWS partner organization? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, uh, a partner sales manager within AWS uh, supports our sales segment and our sales team, um, whether they be sales leaders, account managers, DGRs, and so on and so forth, to ensure that customer outcomes that they're working with and, and trying to achieve are aligned to to partners. And we want to make sure, though, that we're aligning the outcome with the right partner. So whether the customer is a buyer or a builder, that's the type of you know partner that we're looking for as well. So we're a bit like Cupid, if you like, a little <laughs> bit of a matchmaker along the time. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. We get to work with all sorts of different partners as well. So that's probably the most exciting part. Nice. So really, I think to, to summarize that, your role as partner sales, um, as a partner sales manager, is really that matchmaking piece, getting together the right customer and the right partner. So we've got a match made in heaven. Hundred percent, hundred percent. We absolutely want to do that every single time. Nice, awesome. Now that's great. Thanks, Kelly. I think uh, that context is really, really important because really today you and I are going to talk about something which which sounds a bit contentious. Today we're going to talk about the art of saying no. So <laughs> right from the top, Kelly. This was your topic. You said, let's talk about this. What are we saying here? Oh, I love this. And I love the way that you frame that, right? So the art of saying no. Um, we, we have some amazing partners and we have some amazing tool sets and we, we are a massively complex, big organization. Um, and we, we have some, as I said, like we've got some amazing partners that just want to do a lot of work with us. Um, they heavily lean in. Um, they, they do all the things. Um, but the problem is, I suppose what we want to be able to get to a point here is really defining where it makes sense for a partner to really lean in, to, to specialize, to look at the things that they do and make sure that it's aligned to their business and so on and so forth. So the art of saying no is going, does this make sense to us? Does the thing that AWS is asking us to do, does it make sense? Is it aligned? Um, do we want to do it? Are we going to get impact? And so on and so forth. So we're going to unpack a, a whole bunch of stuff out of, out of that today. But what I, I really want the listeners to sort of walk away with is it's perfectly fine acceptable and warranted and encouraged if you like I'm, I'm trying to think of as many objectives as I possibly can here but I think you I think you've gone through quite a few there Kelly but I think if I can <laughs> maybe if I can natural what you said as a large yep. complex organization we've got a lot going on and yep. and I think it's no surprise to our partners listening today that our partners are really that scale mechanism that helps us um, delight yes. our customers and really and really serve our customers so there's a lot of things that we've got going on. So mm. there's going to be a lot of asks from our from our partners, aren't there? From folks like yourself and our partner core team, etc. Yeah. And really trying to navigate that as part of that complexity, would you say? 
Oh, absolutely. So if you think about complexity there, you, you've, you've hit the nail on the head. We've got a partner sales team, we've got partner core, we've got our programs team, we've got our worldwide teams, we've got industry teams. We've got a lot of different, um, I suppose, little different segments or little different groups within within AWS that, that we all want to work with our partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so sometimes we all, you know, collectively go to our partner and go, here's one thing that we want you to do. Or, uh, you know, at, at the worst case, all of us are going to our, our partners um, at once and going, here's 15 things that we would love you to do. Mm. Uh, and that's, that's cumbersome, right? So, so that's really not possible. If we if we're to get down to it, um, we need to help our partners understand what are the things that make sense to get involved with and what are the mm. things that maybe aren't for them right now. Because ultimately, having a lot of partners, having a lot of customers, we've got to work out what the best way to prioritize um, efforts needs to be so we can delight our customers, um, I'd yep. say. Yeah, 100%. But- so you've got to sort of think about like, what are the things that I'm going to get out of this? Like, where's the return on investment? What's the mm-hmm. decision-making criteria that you're like putting all of these asks through, right? It, it, it shouldn't just be off a whim. It shouldn't just be a, oh, because so-and-so said so, I should go and do this thing. So, really, let's unpack that a little bit more. So, the art of saying no is really about ROI, right? Is yeah. that what we're saying? Cool. So, let's let's unpack that a bit more. Um what do you see happening when our partners aren't saying no enough to the right things? Oh, that's a great question. They, it, it's it's quite interesting, right? So when when we see cast, uh, our partners really taking on a lot of things, um, either a lot of things slip, or they just mm-hmm. don't get done well. Um, and it's 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 like normal for for everybody, right? When we when we take too much on, and I think about there's a lot of different analogies here that you can sort of come up with. A lot of people think about the spinning plates, right? So mm-hmm. I've got all these spl- all these plates that are, are spinning at the moment, and they you you want to try and you know naturally have those plates spinning um, equally. Naturally, it's never going to happen. Problem is, if I now put on something else to you, you've you got to now you're going to get overloaded and yeah. If you don't have a mechanism in place to prioritize, which to your point comes down to return on investment, um, value alignment, differentiation, and so on and so forth, the question is why? Why would yeah. you do that? Indeed. And really, I think let's let's talk a little bit more about you as a as a partner sales manager. When mm-hmm. How does this impact you and your ability to serve our partners when you see partners not saying no enough and becoming overloaded like this? What what does that start to look like for you in terms of that in terms of being cupid to to match make the right partners or the right customers? How does it impact you when you see the default yes as opposed to maybe no for a lot of partners? Oh, it's a it's a great question. I would much rather, in all honesty, a partner say to me, that's not in our wheelhouse. That is not something that we, we specialize in. That's not something that we're going to take on because of these reasons, right? And, and tell me and say, oh, this is not something that we can do. And it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's actually a really good thing because then I go, excellent. That's not the thing that they're going to specialize in or this isn't the, the program or the differentiation or something, whatever we're asking them to do. That's not for them. Right, and it doesn't mean that you get precluded from anything else. Absolutely not. We'll come to you again, 
for, for the next thing that we would love you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it gives me is the, the ability to then go, okay, that's not right for you. What is? What's the most <laughs> ideal thing for you that I can now leverage from you? Nice. So, really what you're saying if I if I understand correctly, is by feeling that when our partners are empowered to say no, it puts them in control of that relationship, which is really important yeah. for you to grow with them. So partners are the driving seat and they understand what they are and aren't going to be involved with because ultimately it's got to align with where they see value for themselves yes. as a business to grow. A hundred percent. They have a business to manage um, and we have a relationship to, to manage. Now, that relationship isn't one way. That relationship needs to be two ways. And, and, and a great relationship is when we both say yes to things and we both say no to things, mm-hmm. right? So, the, the art of saying no is about having a very, very healthy relationship and partnership with, with AWS because when you do say no, it does give us that point of going, Oh, this is really cool. Excellent. You know, we, we know that this isn't great for you because it doesn't align to your business. And really, it kind of comes down to that piece around differentiation, which I know we're going to get to in a, in a future episode. But mm-hmm. let's just maybe touch a little bit more on how saying no helps our partners differentiate a bit. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. And, and I know you're absolutely right. We are going to touch on this on, this on another episode. So, listeners, stay tuned. Um, <laughs> don't, don't let the cat out of the bag too early, Kelly. But uh, it's, a, it's a super no. relevant question. I'd love to explore a bit more. It's a super relevant question because the, the art of differentiation, if you like, um, does come down to that. It's like, how are you different? How do we, as, as AWS partner salespeople, um, how do we differentiate you? How do we know that the the customer that we're talking about here or the solution that this customer is looking for or outcome matches your abilities, your skills, your capabilities, your experience, and so on and so forth? And and also our partner's aspiration. Let's not forget that, right? We we have 100%. responsibility to support and, and work with our partners to meet their goals as well. That That is the partnership which you spoke about. It's It's got to be equitable two-way. That is a massive point, right? Because we absolutely want every single one of our partners to grow and thrive. Mm. Now, if we throw a whole bunch of stuff at you, the question is there, um, does the thing that we're asking you to do, does it make sense to your growth ambitions? Does it make sense to your aspirations of whatever you're trying to achieve? Tell us that, right? If, If we don't align to your aspirations, we can't help you grow. Uh, and the art of saying no is going, this isn't going to help us grow. This isn't going to help us reach new new, new heights in, in our partnership here. So, we're going to pause on these things right now. Um, I've seen it time and time again when, you know, we, we, we go to a partner and we say, this thing here that I'm asking you to do, which, by the way, is data, is backed up by a whole bunch of data, which showcases this is what I you know, the return on investment, for example. Mm-hmm. I'd love you to do that. And they go, oh, we would love to, but we're doing these five things. And it's like, yep. okay, let me pause on that. Why? Why are you Absolutely. doing that? I think that that really comes down to the point, doesn't it? If we can empower our partners with the the capability to make really good decisions on saying no to things that are essentially for them either low value or not something which is aligned to their ambitions right now, That that's really where we want to get folks to. Yeah, we do. Absolutely. Because if we can 
if we can all work together on that, you know, that particular outcome and the outcome for our partners is very different, right? Yeah. And we want to make sure that they're driving towards their ambitions, they're driving to their aspirations, um, whatever that might be. Let's let's make sure we do that together. Nice. So, I think that's awesome background and I, and I think you've really clearly articulated why saying no is important because really we want to make sure that our partners saying yes to the things that they are they're really mm. going to smash and um, and and succeed with us on so we've stopped we've done the easy part we've talked about the why i'm going to mm. put you on a bit of a spot and say right what does it look like when partners say no really effectively and how does that help you as a partner sales manager and how can our partners think about starting to say no <laughs> so I, I think I've sort of what does it look like? <laughs> yeah, it's a really good point, right? So I, I think I hinted on this uh, a little bit before. When we come to you and and ask you for inclusion in a program or a, a thing that we would like from you, like a solution offering or something like that, what I'm um, just sort of spitballing here, whatever it ask is, ask us why. Ask us why. Ask yeah. us for data. Ask us for proof. And say, I'm going to invest time, energy, and expertise, which we we know that that's extremely costly from a partner's perspective. You know, you're taking people potentially off the bench to be able, or off, you know, customer engagements and things like that, to be able to go and, you know, fulfill this ask. Hmm. Now, that investment of time needs to be backed up by data. Right, and, and we need to be able to prove that, and it needs to be aligned to certain outcomes. And again, it needs to be aligned to the aspirations and the growth goals that you have as a partner. It leads to align a, a with the customer segments or the the customers that you typically deal with, so your ideal customer profile. And if we can't articulate that, and if we can't demonstrate the return on investment, and the time that your return on investment will take as well. So, return on investment is one thing, but if we if we can't articulate that you're going to get this return in six months or three months or two months, whatever the case may be, I'd be pushing back. I'd be absolutely pushing back and going, I'd love to help you out, uh, AWS, but at this point in time, I'm not seeing the return on investment. I'm going to have to invest a, a huge amount of time and effort to do this. Um can you can you provide some more clarity, please? Can you provide mm. some more data? Can you can you please uh, uh, grab somebody from partner sales to help articulate what the the sales engagement is going to look like? Show me what the go to market approach looks like from AWS sales perspective, whilst I you know go and build something like this mm. for you. And I think that's a really good point, talking about the fact that within our partner organization, we've got folks like myself within partner management who are deeply embedded working hand-in-hand -hand with our partners on a daily basis to build out those skills, offerings, and practices. We've got folks like yourself who who interface very closely with our with our um, account teams and our customers. And then we've got our partner core teams who are really about enabling our partners on those core AWS services. I think it's important that our our partners understand the role that we all have to play and how really any engagement needs to include all three of us. Um, and, yeah. and and really, I think our partners are quite entitled to hold us to account to make sure that when any initiative comes to them, there's a very clear opportunity for them to, to, to drive engagement with AWS through folks like yourself and our partner sales teams so they can actually get that, get that return. 
Um, and one of the things I'd love to learn from you, Kelly, is in your opinion, how mm. can our partners start to measure what that return on investment look like? Because we've spoken all about holding us to account, getting the data from AWS. Once we've got yeah. all that data, what are some key steps that our partners can take to, to actually start to measure what their return on investment for themselves is likely to be? What That's kind of a information really, do you think is required? That's a really great question. So I, I'd be uh, leveraging the, the partner sales community, um, you know, myself and my colleagues around uh, making sure that, okay, here's the thing that you've built or here's the program that you're being supported, uh, you're supporting us in, for example. Once you've you've done that, the the measurement for in, in my mind anyway is going to be what we class as AWS originated opportunities. So how are we uh, how are we sharing information back to you? So that's that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not only that; it's then if you've spent time and energy and effort building something, how are you also leveraging that material? So looking at it from a customer acquisition perspective or a, I don't know, a project uh, productivity perspective, whatever um, whatever the, the thing is that you've built or whatever the, the program that you're being supported, sorry, that you're supporting, I think you've really got to have a look at it from a, an internal productivity perspective. Does it make sense? Is it landing? Is it, you know, are we winning or, or are we progressing or accelerating uh, customer opportunities? And then, secondly, from our perspective, um, are we supporting you in that in that program as well by, you know, providing what we class as AWS originated opportunities back to you because of said thing? Nice, interesting. What you've what you've spoken about, I think part of the part of the key mechanism of measuring that ROI is having a good grasp of the effort required to meet a particular ask from us, mm-hmm. and I think that implies that we've got. Very good visibility of what our teams are doing, shall we say, as as partners. So mm-hmm. it's very difficult to understand the amount of effort required to satisfy a request unless there's that level of visibility of effort within the business itself. And a lot of the Correct. partners I work with have got really good um, line of sight on exactly what it, it costs them in terms of effort to actually deliver. And I think having that consistency across your various practices and that line of sight um, across your various parts of your business is going to be really essential to be able to say, I understand very clearly what is required on my side as a partner to to satisfy this request. So then when we start talking about the data that you've yeah. mentioned, Kelly, such as AWS originate opportunities, the potential pipeline of partner originate opportunities, which is important too, because we mm. we need to to enable our partners to leverage what, what we're asking of them to drive opportunities um, from, from both channels, I think is really important for scale. Very. But it's that, but it's that line of sight across the business, which I think is is critical. So you can actually start to measure the the input effort required. Um, so we've got to have this know with a reason, don't we? Absolutely. And you should be like, if you're building something like this, like if you're building a new program or a new go to market, or you're you're supporting a program, for example, one of our programs, it is a program of work from from your side. Um, yeah. And I think the partners you know, understanding that we are going to need resources we are going to need time we potentially might need some some investment from marketing for example or our sales mm-hmm. function so it's it's the way that we do it obviously is like a two pizza team right we we yep. get a, a v team together and we we execute this thing as a, as a program of work um and, and uh, i would encourage our partners to do exactly the same thing and make sure that you've got multiple 
parties involved within your organization. So whether it be tech, sales, leadership, um, uh, marketing, and so on and so forth. But you need to have a really clear understanding around how long that that stuff takes and what the impact of that is to your business. Because really, I think the important thing to note is for everything that we might be asking you to do, there's an opportunity cost associated with what Yes. what your team is currently doing. And I find a great way to have this conversation with my partners is to talk about what are you able to deprioritize in response to this <laughs> ask? And is it more important than what you're being asked to do? In which case, really, we need to empower our partners with the with with the knowledge of what the, the ROI is likely to be before they can work out how to deprioritize stuff. Because ultimately, all of our all of us are trying to do more with less. Uh, I think that's that's the current reality yeah. that we're living in. We need to work out how to work out more effectively so we can effectively say no to these low-value items and prioritize relentlessly on those high-value items that are driving value for us and our customers. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you hit that nail on the head. Opportunity cost is, is a mm. big thing because if we go back to the, the beginning statement around we, we ask you lots of things, the opportunity cost of that is you've got probably something in there that's very, very high value that hasn't got the prioritization that it deserves because you're doing all these other stuff. Um, and the opportunity cost of that is is massive because you might be too late um, yeah. to, to reach a certain segment or an opportunity that's, you know, uh, coming of age within a, a, a sales segment, for example, particularly if a you know partner salesperson comes to you and says, "I need this right now because I've got X amount that are burning," and you go, mm-hmm. "I can't get to that at the moment." What's the opportunity? Because you've got that? other other priorities. Yeah, yeah. So I think what I'm hearing from you, Kelly, is a really great explanation of how internally our default is to be inclusive and ask our partners if they'd like to be engaged with certain initiatives. And yep. I think we're not going to be selective. We're going to try to throw our net as wide as possible for scale. So it's really up to our partners to to challenge us and ensure that they're they're saying yes to those things that really make sense for them. And that's fine. That's what we expect, right? That's what we want desperately. Yeah. Because so use a partner. Sorry, it, yeah. Sorry, go, I was gonna, no. Go just about to say, use um, when when our partners are are default no. What does that mean to you as a partner sales manager? Oh, it's awesome. Uh, it means that I know, say, if they come back to me and say, no, um, I need X, Y, Z, that to me suggests a very mature process around uh, qualification, prioritization. They understand what the impact is going to be to their business. They understand the impetus of why we're asking, for example. They also understand the alignments of their business and their practices. Qualification. Uh, Qualification is great. I love you mentioned that because obviously, you know, partners need to qualify customer opportunities. Um, mm-hmm. And really, qualification should be around every part of the business as I see it. Correct. I agree yeah. with you. 100%. Nice. That's amazing. Now, we're nearly at time, but uh, I'm going to put you on the, on the spot again, Kelly. Um, I'm looking for – now, this isn't, this isn't all about uh, list, listicles, but I'm going to ask you for – three simple steps that our partners can start so they can start saying no more effectively starting right now. Okay. So the first thing is uh, I would suggest qualification. So when we ask you right. something, qualify it. Ask uh, us why. Qualify. Ask us nice. why. Straight away. 
Um, and we should be able to back that up. I would then um, do an internal qualification. So it, it qualification externally and internally, right? So ask right. us, give me more data. Um, does it make sense and all that sort of stuff? Secondary, go back internal and go, does this make sense to us? Yeah. Is this, you know, we're, we're being asked to do X, Y, Z or we're being asked to support, you know, X, Y, Z. Does this actually make sense? Like, does that align to our, our growth, our our uh, opportunities, our our the thing that we, we're trying to achieve here within the market that we, we support? Um, and then I think the last point at the at, that I would look at is prioritization. Mm-hmm. So there might be times where we ask you to do five things and you, you look at them all and go, they absolutely line up. They're absolutely everything that we want to be able to achieve. They, they align to our business and they align to the outcomes that our customers are looking for. We need to prioritize though. So I would then say, I'm going to prioritize this one. And if you're not sure, ask us. Yeah. Um, but don't just ask the person or the group that has asked you for the thing because they will naturally say, well, I'll prioritize my thing, of course. Um, come back to you know uh, partner sales, partner management, um, and, and ask us and say, I've got these things. Uh, I need your help assistance us. to help prioritize. Make, make prioritize, nice. Yeah, so that, that would be the things that I would be looking at. And if yeah, all of our partners started to do that, amazing. That would be great. Brilliant. I think that's some some phenomenal steps we can get started. And um, that's been, really been an amazing conversation, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you so much. Unfortunately, everyone, that's about all we've got time for today. But I hope that's given our audience some really good insights on how really we can all work together better to, to serve our joint AWS customers. Kelly, thanks very much for spending the time today with us. Uh, as always, Richard, thank you. And thank you to the partners for listening in. Really appreciate it. Amazing. And for me, thank you very much for joining another episode of Partner Buzz. We look forward to joining you for another episode in the near future. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm.